0: This episode podcast is brought to you by Freddy versus Jason versus Alien versus Predator versus Flintstones versus the Jeffersons versus Godzilla versus King Kong. This summer's next big blockbuster. Ideologies you assume you adopted through free will but are actually a result of hidden messages. Okay, so what if there are messages that aren't subliminal but are meant only for certain people? Of course that's as common as tits and hamburgers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that listens to Jesus and the Bride of the Draculas. I'm Zach. And I'm Frank. And today we are here to talk about Under the Silver Lake. This movie I have been, like, wanting to watch for, like, the longest time. Really? It's It, it was on, like, my list for, like, so long. Um, mm-hmm. I watched, like, this 14-minute-long video about, like, the fourteen, weird... not thirteen, not it's, not 15, it's fourteen. You 14 know, minutes. you, you got to cut some time down. You know, yeah. YouTube is really getting like personal with that stuff. Uh, but I watched like this fourteen-minute-long video about it, where it was like explaining like the whole hype around this film and like what it went through, and we'll get into that. But like, it was just super, super weird. And then being an A24 film, I was like, I gotta check this out at some point. And then it was like, do not watch past this point if you haven't seen the movie, because, like, heavy, heavy spoilers. And And I was like, And you watched it? Yeah, I was like, Well, no, I didn't watch it at that point. I Uh, was like, I got to watch the movie first. And then I watched that Um, because, like, it is a mystery film. Like, I don't want to ruin everything about it. So we'll get into that. A24, Under the Silver Lake, 2018. It was directed by David Robert Mitchell, who also did It Follows. So when I found that out, I was like, I I think I'm going to like this a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, You really only have, like, two people in this film. You have Andrew Garfield, who plays Sam, and you have Riley Keough, who plays Sarah, who is also in It Follows. Um, But you do have, like, a couple of, like, weirder ones. Like, you have um, Licky Rindholm, who plays, like, the actress girl in the beginning, and she's got, like, more than one scene, so I added her in. Uh, You got Topher Grace, who's in this as, like, his friend who's in it for, like, a couple of scenes, so I was like, fine, I gotta add him in, too. Um, you have Sydney Sweeney in here for, like, a scene, yeah, which was just kind of, like, fun to have her in there, and then you have uh, Jimmy Simpson, who plays Alan, who is, like, his other weird friend, but I know him as, like, one of the boils from uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was like, eh, okay, fine. So, if you don't know what Under the Silver Lake is about, it's a weird, weird movie, so it's a disenchanted young man named Sam who sets out to find a woman living next door to him that disappears the next day and then discovers a massive conspiracy within L.A. And that's the plot. You weren't super thrilled about this when I picked it, so what you didn't like it?
1: Uh, Well, I've seen this movie before. Mm-hmm. I saw this movie when it came out when they actually released it onto Amazon, I think, where yeah. they originally dumped it. Um, So yeah, I think it's kind of important to talk about the The mess mess (laughs) of what the fuck this movie went through
0: yeah because i think it got like mixed reviews at like sundance when it first premiered and then it got pushed back twice for its theatrical release and then they were like nope just straight to video to home
1: yeah so assuming that's because i have to imagine this is what happened a24 they see that Mitchell is making his next movie it yeah. follows was such a big success everybody loved it follows yeah they're like we got it we gotta you know be behind his next movie right mm-hmm. they they gave him what seems like a lot of creative freedom yeah didn't seem like anybody was holding his hand during this <laughs> at all it seemed like this was all him mm-hmm. and uh they kind of just it seems like they just let him go they're mm-hmm. like go make your movie we trust you was that the smartest decision I don't know so they I have to imagine that you know they're they're excited the uh, the executives in A24 are all excited they're sitting there they're watching the movie and then the reviews come out mm-hmm. for what you know for for this movie at Cannes. Yeah. And pretty negative reviews overall. Yeah. And I think the executives at A24 went, ooh. <laughs> we can't have <laughs> a bad
0: movie. Ooh,
1: okay. So, yeah, I have to imagine that they just kept pushing it back, pushing it back. Because I honestly think that A24 just, like, didn't want anybody to see this movie. mm mm-hmm. uh, And it's kind of unfortunate because you, I mean, you kind of want to imagine that if a studio is backing you, that they're going to back you. Yeah. Like, no matter what. And... uh it just seemed like it didn't happen. It seems like they were just like, nope, okay, we're not going to do any promotion. Nobody nobody saw a trailer for this movie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it just yeah, they just released it straight to VOD and then that was it. And it yep. just had to have a nice day and that was and it was done. Uh and I mean, I can understand why.
0: Yeah, it is like a weird set for like a movie. Like like between like like the cinematography is really good in this film. I I personally think. But like the sound design, the score, like the overall like character of Sam is like really hard to kind of like get behind, and I'll I'll go into that like further like once we get to that point. But it, it's just a weird film, and it's weird too because it's like this is an A twenty four film, and like they're known for like letting their directors do like different like more art house style things, different like weirder stuff, um, and giving them full control. And it's, like, for them to be, like, we're going to push this movie under the rug is kind of, like, the black sheep of A24 almost. Yeah. But then there's also, like, a weird thing about this film where it's, like... Because if you look at, like, also, like, general public, like, reviews about it, this film has almost become, like, a cult classic. I think that in a very kind
1: of... I think this movie is made for a very specific kind of, like, sub-genre of people. Yes. And... Yeah, I think that people who like this movie love this movie.
0: Yeah, and and that's what's weird, too, is, like, because it's so, like, niche to kind of, like, get behind. Because, like, if you look at this, like, it's got horror elements, it's a thriller, but it's also, like, straight up a mystery, but it's also straight up, a, like, a neo-noir, but it's also, like, a black comedy. So, it's, like, there's a lot of stuff that's in that that, like, don't fully mesh well together. Yeah. And, like, people... That are only interested in like... Like when we did Brick. Like that's just straight up like a neo-noir film. And it's like you can get behind that because it's like if you like neo-noir and if you like mystery films, then it's like boom, there you go. You got it. Yeah. But like this adding in like four other genres is like... Alright, it's a little, a little much now.
1: Yeah, I think that uh, this movie could have benefited a little bit from A24 maybe stepping in a yeah. little bit and being like, hey, let's, let's kind of guide this train a little bit. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, this seems like this is such like this is such a fuck you movie <laughs> well yes to the the hollywood industry and just like to everything mm-hmm. to to yeah to the industry of hollywood and this is such like a uh, i am this is i have to imagine that absolutely hands down this is the exact movie that he wanted
0: to make oh absolutely and
1: there is no there is he. he's just go he's just firing on all cylinders yes. and he's like fuck you i'm gonna make the movie that i want to make mm-hmm. and nobody's gonna tell me shit and then and to an element like there, there's an mm-hmm. element of that that i respect yeah so much where it's like okay amazing like just go out and just fucking make your movie mm-hmm. and don't let anybody tell you shit but you also are making a movie yeah. that is being released to people mm-hmm. and like this is such a th- this is such like a self-indulgent kind of movie i feel you know this movie is for him and it seems like him only
0: yeah and it's it's super weird too cuz it's like you almost have to think then because of like you know the the success of it follows where it's like a lot of people love that film like it it came out and like he got like so much praise for it and then this movie comes out and it's almost like did did executives and like hollywood like like push him a lot to make like that movie a specific way and then this is like his kind of like revenge movie right of like i have full control i'm going to say what i want to say yeah maybe i don't know right there's also like the weird meta thing about this film where it's like besides the fucking conspiracy that goes on in the film There's also this weird conspiracy about the film where it's, like, people think that there's, like, Morse codes and, like, there are, like, symbols sprinkled, like, throughout the film where it's, like, if you can, like, put them together and, like, uh, make, like, the cipher for it, then it tells you, like, all these things about the movie, like, about the Hollywood industry. It'll also, I think, tell you about, like, who the dog killer is. It'll also tell you, like, what really, really happens within the film. Because there's a lot of loose ends in this film.
1: Yeah, there's so many.
0: And I I don't usually mind it so much when films because I like a, we've talked about this like I like ambiguous films. I like films that make me think about everything. But there's like five different stories in this film, and like none of them really have a resolution. Kind <laughs> of one has a resolution, and that's yeah. it. Yeah,
1: it's it's a it's a weird movie. It is. And, and, and it's intense, and it goes on for too long this is yeah. this movie is bloated as fuck <laughs> this movie is is has so many subplots and mm-hmm. so many things and nothing is really ever truly explored in a in detail that will you know me as an audience member feel g- gratified and satisfied mm-hmm. with with any real um plot yeah it's so bizarre and i remember being yeah, I mean, like when you said that we were doing this movie, you probably saw my face, right? And I was, mm-hmm. I looked, I looked a little maybe disappointed, or I don't know what I looked, mm-hmm. but it's because like I wasn't looking forward to rewatching it. Yeah, because I felt pretty strongly about my opinion on it the first time I saw it, and mm-hmm. I kind of just never spoke about it to anybody because I'm like, no, <laughs> like I'm not, and like I do recommend watching it. I think it's worth at least one watch, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know if I would ever. Go back to this movie, and and it's kind of like strange because this movie I think deserves, in a way, like it kind of needs you to go back to it because there's no way that you're gonna get everything that is being said here in one watch. Yeah, and there's probably a million things that I missed in this movie, Um, but that being said, the movie doesn't interest me enough like I don't I don't enjoy the film enough to want to go back yeah. to rewatch it and to want to you know d- uh, decipher different things that that he's that he's trying to say in this movie mm-hmm. because Jesus Christ <laughs> it's just like a I mean dude the last like 20 30 minutes mm-hmm. are just like goddamn
0: like
1: can we can we move this along please
0: mm-hmm. so here's here's like the weird thing about this film that I think I'm in the minority for I actually really like this movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, I found, like, this weird, like, niche thing about it where it's, like, I'm just kind of into it. And I don't know, like, the like I agree. This movie is, like, way too long. It's like, way two, too long. Two hours and 20 minutes is, like, long for a movie in general. And then for a film like this, like, nine times out of ten, like, a mystery film or, like, a noir film can be solved within, like, two hours tops. Like, one an hour 45. Like, that, that's kind of like the... Like the perfect like recipe for it, but I was never bored with like him like trying to figure out this mystery of like what happened to Sarah, and then like discovering all this weird like LA shit about it too.
1: Yeah, and I can understand that. I I wouldn't ever I wouldn't necessarily say that I found myself bored, mm-hmm. but I guess I found myself confused. Yes, and like that's I think an issue when you're watching a movie because. I think that there's a difference between a filmmaker confusing the audience member on purpose and you kind of almost feeling like you're in good hands. So mm-hmm. like you can kind of accept it versus just genuinely being confused. Yeah. And because there's so many subplots and there's, because there's so many things that never actually come to a resolution, a resolution,
0: it it's, doesn't, yeah. it's
1: so tough.
0: Yeah. It doesn't make sense where it's like, once you're finished with it, like, you don't feel the best about watching it because it's like you got nothing out of it. Yeah, and I can
1: understand like, somebody like you or you know anybody who actually does really really love this movie. I can understand. I think why you love this movie, um, because it's because there are movies that exist like this to mm-hmm. me that I love too. Like these big giant messes of a film that that are not perfect that are that are hugely flawed mm-hmm. that don't make any sense in some cases but i still love them yeah and you kind of accept the movie for what it is and all of its baggage that it comes with this movie i just i can't do it i know (laughs) i can't do it with this movie
0: like i think too like even if like at the very very end because it's like when sam goes to like his his weird like hippie like um neighbor and like sleeps with her and it's, like, he keeps hearing, like, this parrot say something. Yeah. And it's, like, had the parrot, like, had, like, something to kind of, like, solidify anything about this film, I think it would have been, like, a little bit easier to kind of, like, digest. It's, like, okay, like, the parrot at least, like, heard something that gave you some type of answer.
1: Yeah, I guess, I guess so, right? Like, and I'm sure that, again, I, this movie is so detailed mm-hmm. with so many little things that I'm sure that whatever that parrot is saying does mean
0: something. I don't know what the fuck it was saying. I don't like, that's the thing too. Is like, maybe it's one of those cypher things where it's like, it's saying if you something. play it backwards. Yeah, or whatever. Exactly. Like, you, like You
1: don't know, or you slow and, it down or you pitch it down or whatever. Like, I'm sure that maybe there is something there, but I
0: am not going to do that. And that's, what's crazy mm. too. Cause it's like the film actually got like a, like I'm not an FBI or like CIA, but like somebody like in the government, like a, a worldwide known, like cypher, like, um, i don't know what they do with the fucking people that like figure out like puzzles and shit okay um they actually like he actually got somebody for this film to do all of that yeah so it's like there's got to be like something bigger within this film but it's like again you have to take it and be like this is a movie right yeah. like you're supposed to get like sit there and enjoy it yeah and like you can again like we've talked about this like you can chalk it up to where it's like oh like you know it's this massive mystery that's like bigger than just the movie because like it's a it's an industry thing about like L A and Hollywood, but then it's like again you're watching a movie. Yeah, it's like you're there for two and a half hours to watch something and enjoy it and get invested in the story, and like if it doesn't pay off, then it's like what the fuck? Like I'm like you're never gonna be like oh like you know the movie's over. Let me go talk to Sam and like figure out what he's doing now about it. Right. It's like that's just it. Like you you're stuck with that. Yeah. But again, too, then there's, like, that the the cool, like, sprinkles of, like, the Hollywood problems where it's, like, you know, when he's walking down the street and, like, he sees, like, the casting call when it's just, like, some gross guy's, like, garage. And it's, like, that's a real thing in Hollywood. And, like, the nightlife parties and, like, the drugs and the alcohol and the scene with the the composer that, like, has written, like, every song, like, known to man. And it's, like, why do you do it? And it's, like, well, because I do it. Yeah. It's like there's no answer to it. It's just that's, that's yeah, it. That, that's
1: one of my, that's honestly one of my favorite parts of the film is that, when he sits that. down with the, with the um, musician because it's great. That actually felt like it was saying something. Yeah. Where it's like all of these, all of these things that you think was like a rebellion, right? He has like the Nirvana, like yeah. teen smells like Teen Spirit thing. And he's like, you thought that this guy, right? You thought Kurt Cobain was like against going against the grain and he was like the rebel. Yeah. But I wrote that. But song. I fucking <laughs> wrote it, and it's just like the whole. Yeah, it's pretty much just like trying to say, I guess you know, that every everybody's a plant in there, and there this whole this whole system is being ran by a few a few people, yeah. and you know you're never gonna know who they are, you're never gonna find them because they're you're not meant to. Yeah. But you know they are planting people, and and kind of giving you the idea of like, hey. Hey, this guy, this, this, uh, Kurt Cobain is, you know, he's like totally like off the wall and he's like doing his own thing. And I, and I, and I love that. And I love how much of like a, of a, of a rebel he is. And it's so cool. But in reality, he's just being pulled by the strings of somebody else. Yeah. Um. So, like, everything that you've ever liked and everything that you've ever loved is essentially, like, this facade. Mm. Which is a really cool concept, and yes. I love that.
0: Like, if that was, like, the only piece of it where it's, like, that's talking about Hollywood, I feel like it would have been, like, a little bit more digestible. Right. Because it's, like, most of the movie is talking about Hollywood. Yeah. And then he bashes his brain in, and I know you loved that part. Oh, yeah. The
1: gore is great. You yeah, like know, was... watching his face cave in and mm-hmm. all that. It's like, yeah, cool. But again, like, it feels kind of hollow sort mm-hmm. of because it's like okay we did that and I thought that this was going to be kind of like leading to something and yeah. it just doesn't yeah.
0: really like I, I think it's funny in a sense because it's like you know he's still like at this point and you almost forget at this point that he's still trying to search for Sarah and it's like he gets to that mansion which again too I, I'll talk about it after this like I really really like like some of the old school style, like noir things that they did in this film.
1: Yeah. I mean, this whole movie is like a, I don't know. It's, homage, like a, it's like almost? an homage to like old Hollywood. I mean, you have um, Sarah, yes. right? Who's like the, when she's, she's doing like these Marilyn Monroe mm-hmm. like things that happen where, well, I don't, I can't remember the name of the film. It was the one that she died. Like she, the, the film never ended up getting completed because she died. Mm-hmm. Um, And, yeah, I mean, like, they're doing, like, the exact same, like, very famous kind of, like, uh, footage of Marilyn Monroe coming out of the pool and doing, like, the leg Mm. thing and, like, being naked and, like, covering herself. And, you know, when when Sarah's introduced, she's got, like, the big hat and, like, and and it's very kind of old school, like, 1940s, 1950s Mm. introduction to a character.
0: The one that I liked, though, was, like, when when Sam like goes and brings like the dog treat to the dog and like, she steps out and it's like, it's all black, but like just she's, that white light. She's on got, like, eyes. That, yeah, yeah. Like that, that's a noir thing. Like, yeah. That's really cool. And like, again, like when Sam goes to the mansion, it's like the entire mansion is a painting. Yeah. Like that's old school. Like when they didn't have the budget to like go find these places or like make these places, they painted it. Right. And there's something to love about that. Like I, I enjoy like films like that where it's like, We don't have the budget. Let's just paint it and like make it look as realistic as possible. Yeah. And it looked really cool. Like it's noticeable enough where it's like, oh, that's a painting, but it's not noticeable enough that like I'm taken aback by it. Yeah. And I really, really liked that. And then I forgot where I was going with like the whole composer thing. But like had that just been like the the one spot with it, I feel like it would have been like a little bit better
1: yeah because um, i mean dude the conclusion of this movie is so uh,
0: to me it's, it's just not satisfying in any way yeah like i've looked it up i get i think like it it honestly comes down to the point where it's like the way that sam looks back at his apartment and it's got like the the like logo of like stay quiet yeah over the door and it's like the way that he looks at it he's kind of like just contempt at this point where it's like He's finally realized that like nothing matters, so like why don't I just go with the flow?
1: No, and I understand that, but yeah. I, that's actually not what I was referring to. Oh. I was referring to when he actually found Sarah.
0: Oh, right, right, right. yeah, where it's just kind of like anticlimactic. It's, where it's so
1: like, just. Yeah, she's just down there, and mm-hmm. she's like, "Yeah, this is my life now, and that's it." And yeah. I mean, and I get it. I understand what he's trying to say. I understand mm-hmm. that it's like these these actresses or people in Hollywood, you know they they get brought in by like these scummy fucking guys and then they kind of are willing to do things because they think that it's whatever like going to make their career and like you know it's just kind of accepting like this is this is what the life you know this is um what i have to do in order to um be, be famous be famous and be a part of this lifestyle and i get it but like jesus christ dude like <laughs> just and like it's so and like i don't know there's there's something i that i i kind of enjoyed about her even sort of questioning him where he's like, I've been looking for you. And she's like, why? Yeah. She's like, you you barely even know me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, you're right. Like, why? He met You met this girl one time. You had one weird evening with yeah. her. Of
0: just eating, like, crackers and orange juice.
1: Yeah. And, like, you just became obsessed. Because Sam's a weird character. He's like mm-hmm. this overly sexual like yeah. there's so many things that he does in this movie that are like he, he just he's so like hypersexual
0: yeah like it, it's very questionable especially too because it's like if you had like a main character that like down to the core is likable like it could have gone like a little bit further but like sam's kind of a piece of shit sort of like like most of the film he's very much like just a misogynistic yeah like i i know that there's like theories about like you know that uh sam is actually the dog killer that's what i think and and i kind of get it because it's like you know like whenever like somebody's like talking to him like they're they're like barking like all that type of thing and like when he sees like what looks like sarah like murdering somebody in the park like it kind of looks like sam and then he talks about like you know how he used to have like a dog and like now he carries like the biscuits, biscuits in his pocket it, yeah. and then like he meets at the party like his ex-girlfriend and it's like that was kind of like the reason why is like oh I, I keep them because like she had a dog and I keep hoping that she'll take me back. Yeah. It's like yes it all points to like him being the dog killer and I can I can see why especially too like the opening shot of like beware the dog killer and then it just immediately goes to Sam. Yeah. It's like kind of it's telling you right off the bat that he is. Yeah. But we never get that answer. Um, but there's like another side too, where it's like you know, Sam is like basically using women throughout this entire film, and the other side of it that I read, where it's like, the theory is that he's not the dog killer is like when women are like barking at him, like in the bathroom scene, like after he gets kicked in the nuts, which is also not the way to go about like trying to be like, hey, have you seen this girl? Yeah. Um, it's it's almost like him mentally trying to like bring women down a peg because like they got the upper hand of him in that point where it's like oh like you know I got kicked in the nuts and they're telling me that I'm a piece of shit for being in the women's bathroom so I internally am making them bark so in that way they're lesser than me Mm. that's that's what I read too which also kind of makes sense like there's so many different ways to interpret this movie it's crazy but sam is like a piece of shit like he's not a good detective he's not really a good person like he uses women throughout the entire film like the the actress girl i have no idea like what her deal is like if that's like a girlfriend or like um like friends with benefits type thing but she comes around a lot and like brings him food and then they just have sex and then that's it yeah um when he calls like the shooting star company and like talks to that girl and like in his mind he's trying to get information but realistically he's just trying to like get with somebody right it's like all these things where it's like he's not a good person yeah and it's like you kind of forget about it like while he's trying to like solve this mystery but like in the back of your mind you're like he's still a piece of shit yeah so it's like
1: and you're right you're you're you're, you kind of like hit it right on the nose when you said like he's not a very good detective because like this movie you get to the point where he runs into that other guy who's got the conspiracy. He's got, like, all the faces on the on the wall yeah. and all that. And the movie just basically gave you the answer mm-hmm. right then and there. Where it's like... Well, first off, it didn't make any sense to me. Because this guy, this guy, like, crawls into that little sub room. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm looking. He's, like, looking for whatever. And then he pulls out this, like, box of cereal with a map on the back. Right? Yeah. And the way that he explains that he's like this is he's like this is like basically what my career of doing all <laughs> this is like been leading up to essentially mm-hmm. but like meanwhile you have this like cereal box in the back of your in like the room where you're like i don't remember exactly where i left it but it's like this is the the most important piece of the puzzle that that you, you know you think yeah and then he literally says it's it's a map that goes from the silver lake straight to the hollywood hill sign mm-hmm that is where he's supposed to go. That's where like, that is what this movie is leading up to. It's Mm -hmm. like, yes, this is where I need to go. And then we have this whole, you know, another fucking hour and whatever of him trying to figure this out all just to get led back to
0: the Hollywood going,
1: him going and like looking at that cereal box and finding the map and circling silver Lake and going to the Hollywood side. But it's like, that guy told you this. Yeah. An hour ago in the movie. Mm-hmm. This guy told you days ago. I know. <laughs> and then he dies. And it's like what this... Yeah, like this whole thing is leading up to here. And like, you're going to sit there and tell me that that guy never went up there? Yeah. And like saw those three lines and then was like, hmm, what are those? And yeah. meanwhile, he knows what the fuck... He's got the ham- the, 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 the pamphlet of all the hobo um, like logos and, yeah. and symbols and what they all represent and stuff. It's like, this movie makes no fucking sense. I know. <laughs> and then
0: the whole thing with like the owl's kiss... Yeah, it's like, what the fuck? Like, that's really cool, but again, too, it's, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, like yeah, there's that the whole thing where it's, like, you can't go up, like, past the Hollywood sign because, like, there's a ghost or some shit, like, past dark. But it's, like, this, ho- it's like, owl's kiss thing was, like, oh, cool. Now there's, like, a supernatural element to this when, like, he goes to, like, the, the guy's, like, apartment and watches back the tape and then yeah. sees her. And then really creepy, like, in his apartment when she crawls out of, like, the desk yeah, I think she was in the like, oven, right? Uh, I don't know, like a cupboard or something yeah. like that. And it was like really, really creepy. And it was like, well, this is really cool. Like, if this was like what this movie was about, <laughs> yeah. like if you had a, that whole thing be like the reason for everything, it's like okay, now we got something, right? Um, but I don't know, like, and and then there's like another conspiracy that, like, you know, because people saying that like Sam is the dog killer, like they they mentioned something where it's like entities of Hollywood can't like harm other entities of Hollywood. So it's like the owl's kiss, like, can't harm him because he's the dog killer. Ah, it's fucking, like, it's so much. I don't know anymore, man. I know. Like, this this movie is, like, hurting me, like, as I, I talk about it. It's, it's just too much. There's it too is.
1: much in, in this movie. And it's unfortunate because, I mean, I, I still want to see, like, what he does next. Mm-hmm. And I'm interested to see because he's got a few upcoming projects. But, like... We got to reel it back a little bit.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Like, like somebody else has got to have like a little bit of a control of it.
1: Yeah, man, this movie's a fucking mess. This movie is, is just, and like, again, there's elements because of, because of how messy it is that I kind of, it's kind of endearing and like, I kind of like it. And I, and I love how, I love how big and how, and how massive this movie is. And like, this is a fucking swing of a movie. Like this guy, this guy took a huge swing and I, and I like that movies like this are still being made Mm -hmm. i can i can really appreciate that but jesus christ like we gotta we gotta dial it back a little bit because again so many subplots nothing there's so many things that are in like just never come to a conclusion at least by like a general viewers kind of you know watching this right like Maybe there's conclusions in here, but you then have to decipher things and yeah. whatever. And like, I, I'm not doing that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I don't ever. It's the a time. fucking
1: movie. I'm mm-hmm. not going to sit here and dedicate two weeks of my life mm-hmm. going into Reddit and like looking at all the cons- Like, I'm not doing it. It's just, it's just too much.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know. But in a sense, four out of ten for me. <laughs> in a sense, it did give us something to talk about. Which oh, of I, course. I, I appreciate that. Even to like the overarching like theme, uh, besides obsession, is like. Seeking answers slash, like, gratification and getting no payoff. Yeah. Because my, my brother who works with, like, um, like in the uh, psychology field, like, tells me that all the time. Like, that's a major thing where it's, like, people that have, like, these mental illnesses that are, like, seeking gratification and then just, like, getting nothing in return. And then trying to, like, kind of bring it back to where it's, like, okay, so what did that mean for you then? So... I don't know. I, I, I want to give it like a 6 out of 10 for like the the book stand. Because that was... I don't know if you saw that. That was like fucking awesome. Like when he goes to like the bookstore and like that main desk yeah. that's just made out of books. Yeah. I was like, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> that's great.
1: Yeah. Uh, Weird. Weird movie. It's a weird movie. Um, A movie that it's hard to recommend to people as well.
0: Yeah. Because like you got to kind of be like, okay... You got to kind of know like what type of movies they're into before you can be like, hey, under the silver lake.
1: Yeah. And I can understand why A24 didn't want anybody to see this movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I can also understand why A24 still put out this movie.
1: Yeah. No choice. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> all right, Zach. You have a recommendation?
0: I do have a recommendation. Uh, Frank, what do you know about volleyball? Not much. Good. This has nothing to do with it. Okay. Uh, so I started watching The Bear on FX i didn't like the bear you didn't like the bear seriously this seems like
1: so much of a you thing i just didn't connect i didn't finish it because i found i really really lost interest in the bear um i don't want to take away from your recommendation but i just i don't know i watched like the first three episodes and it felt mm-hmm. very like cut of the mill to me. I was like okay this is like i know what this move like i i don't know i felt like i know where it was all going and maybe mm-hmm. i maybe i was wrong but it's like these people, they're all working in this industry, in the, in this restaurant, sandwich shop, whatever it is, and like, they all hate the they they you know they don't want to to listen to what's his name what whatever his name is like because he, he's like the new guy and whatever, and then eventually they're all gonna slowly turn around, and the sandwich shop is gonna become. Pretty successful because everybody is, you know, eventually make, you know, everyone's going to eventually have their heart to heart with him and they're going to understand each other and then they're going to want to, they're actually going to care about what they do. And like, I don't know if that's what it turns into because I do know that it was turning into a second season. I thought it was going to be a limited series and it was going to be, I, you know from season one everybody hates him and then season three they all get together and they're all happy and blah 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 but apparently it's going on to a second season yeah i know it's got very very good reviews so i know i'm in the minority there but like it didn't it didn't work for me
0: i don't know like this this is very much for me like like how the white lotus was for you where it's like i can only watch like two episodes at a time because like it's giving me anxiety about it Mm. i'm getting like fully invested into these people like cammy being a main uh character of Jeremy Allen White. Um I think he got like nominated or he won like a Grammy or whatever the <laughs> fuck. What what's the one for T V? <laughs> <is>, Emmy. I, <laughs> Emmy. Yeah. <that's>, I don't <laughs> I really don't care besides like Oscar. That's like the only thing that I know of. Yeah. Um but like him winning that and then like Christopher Storer, I know like he wrote and directed five of the episodes and then like somebody else uh did like two other episodes. Um it's very digestible. It's like eight episodes they're all, like, 30 minutes long, except yeah. for, like, the last one, which is an hour. I love the cinematography for this film. Like, it, it's very much, like, first episode watching it, I, I immediately got reminded of, like, Whiplash. Of, like, just really cut, like, quick, like, fast. Like, we're showing you everything. We're showing you, like, how everything's being made and, like, the timing of everything and, like, the anxiety of what it's like to be a chef. Yeah. Like, I really, really loved that. The story, too, with, like, his, his cousin Robbie, like, is building up. Like, I'm only on, like, episode six, so I'm, I'm like, right about to finish it. Um, but, like, Sydney being, like, a supporting character, she's really cool. Um, Marcus, who is actually Lionel from Odd Future slash Loiter Squad, I was really surprised about that. Um, and then I, I've talked about him before, but Maddie Madsen is in this as an executive producer and then also as the, the character Fack. Which I think is really funny because like he actually is a chef, yeah. But he's like the utilities guy. Mm. So like I I'm just like really loving this this show. Like it's it's almost to the point where I was like, like had you not seen it and told me about that just now, like I was like, this is something that we should do for the podcast, like how we did with Midnight Mass. So sorry. Yeah.
1: I mean, I would watch it again. I I would watch it and sit down and try to and whatever because again, I didn't finish it. Mm. I because I was just like. I don't know I feel I feel like I've seen so many movies about like chefs yeah. and about and like that that take place in the restaurant and like it, it for me personally it just didn't really feel like it was adding much like it, it's it's all like all of those types of movies all of those all of those kitchen movies are quick cut are really long continuous takes and and everything's high anxiety like it's all it's all the same so like I don't know it just but you
0: like chef stuff I do the amount of chef stuff we've done in this. We've done
1: one movie called chef.
0: Oh, well, We also did Ratatouille. <laughs> that was your choice. We talked about the, men- the menu. Um, We didn't even talk about the menu. on the Well, podcast. no, but we're not, on but the
1: like, podcast. uh, yeah, you know, so I don't know. I don't know. I, I would be willing to do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, just to, just to see, but first time watching it, I just, I just, I stopped. I just didn't, it didn't, it didn't, I wasn't quite invested mm-hmm. there as much as I thought I was really hoping to be because of how good the reviews were. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I watch it for yourself and 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 make your own you know make your own opinion on it, and maybe you'll like it more than me.
0: Yeah, I love the show right now.
1: That's good. Uh, we're gonna be talking about some of what we think is perfect casting in our
0: next episode.
1: Mm-hmm. Perfect casting. You can't imagine anybody else playing this character. <laughs> um, so look forward to that. Zach, take us out.
0: All right, guys, thank you for listening. Now, Frank, the Owl's Kiss has something to do with everything.